Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Why do I always do it? Welcome. No, I to, did you? No, I think I did. I think I interrupted you. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> As usual, just talking over you. Um, welcome to 280B or not 280B. We continue with white matter lesions. This is part de. Uh, we have covered idiopathic, autoimmune and inflammatory. And we've also covered toxic metabolic. Mm-hmm. We've got some other categories to talk about. Uh, namely, the other categories are vascular, viral, post-viral, iatrogenic, beads. Peens. Yeah, sorry. No, Peens. <laughs> um, or as um, what's the crack the course as peds, which drives me mad. Have you noticed? Did you spell it like that? P E D S. Oh, I hate no, that. I'm like, what's no. peds? No. For ages, I was like, what is peds? And then I realised it was their spelling of peds. Anyway, so um, let's, without further ado, discuss some vascular ones. The first one is actually, I think, going to become one of my favourites. Oh. Yeah. Because um, I've seen it a few times now, and I called it on a CT. Uh, one evening, yeah, and then the next day, Phil was like, yeah, I think so. I was like, yes! Um, so, can you name me any vascular white matter diseases you can think of? Oh, we are about to talk about cadacin as well. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to (laughs) say, when we started talking about this, I was like, is cadacin going to be in this? Yes, it is. It's number two on my list. I've never talked about cadacin on a CT anymore. No. This is one. Should I give you some clues? Uh, Most commonly caused by acute hypertension, but it can be associated with eclampsia, sepsis, autoimmune disorders, multi-drug chemotherapy, and solid or stem cell transplant. My lady had it because she had wild hypertension because she had a vasculitis. Yeah. Prez. Oh, yes. And I've seen one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. So, Prez, posterior reversible encephalopathy syndrome. Tell me some features. Um, well, I just know this is in some of the differentials for the PEDS one. Yeah. But it's diffuse white matter changes bilaterally, like mm-hmm. both hemispheres. Mm-hmm. I think it has sparing of the new um, subcortical fibers. Um, so it's, you know, I like to start with a bit of pathology. Yeah. Um, so it's a disorder of vasogenic edema yeah. because of um, failed autoregulation and resultant hyperperfusion. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like loads pumped in, not enough is coming out. So you get this vasogenic edema, which is different to cytotoxic edema, yeah. as you have taught me. Um, so... Uh, you, instead of cytotoxic edema, you get this vasogenic edema, um, and the diffusion can be normal, increased, or restricted. Mm-hmm. It's not the answer, um, but the imaging shows symmetric, as you said, regions of subcortical white na- matter abnormality. They are hypo attenuating on CT, so you get this like weird dark back of the head, um, and you get T2 long on MR. Makes sense. All yeah, our white matter lesions are T2 long. Um, and it's in the posterior circulation. That's where it starts. So it's posterior reversible encephalopathy syndrome. So it starts posterior occipital. And is it posterior because that part of the circulation is affected first? Yes. Okay. I can't answer why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so occipital and parietal lobes and the posterior fossa. Um, you get, because you've got this vasogenic edema, you get some mass effect. And um, one of the things that um, differentiates it from other 
white matter disease is that you can get some enhancement weirdly i in my mind i count that as like you've got this vasogenic you're getting like blood breakdown of blood barrier exactly you're getting this like leaching of your blood brain barrier yeah um very nice that's all i have to tell you about prez great i think that's a big differential for things yes exactly um tell me about the next one is cadacil what does cadacil stand for (laughs) something ultrasonal dominant yes (laughs) i didn't know anymore so it's cerebral fine we can remember that autosomal dominant arteriopathy with subcortical infarcts and leukoencephalopathy. Cadacil, whatever. Yeah. I think if you said cadacil, they wouldn't be like, what does that sound for? Yeah. Um, so uh, tell me a bit about it. Do you know anything about it? It's genetic. Yes. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to say that so weirdly. Yes, oh, it is. Yes. And it affects. <laughs> Cortical areas. Thank you. And you have white matter <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. There are some features of it that I think could come up in a question. Okay. Um, so, yes, as the name suggests, you get these infarcts. Yeah. But it's so you get repeated infarcts. But actually, the like key features are you also get migraines. Okay. Um, it can progress to getting dementia, what they call subcortical dementia. And I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, obviously, the pathology is subcortical, but does the dementia itself present any differently? I don't know. Uh, um, so, anyway, migraines, dementia, and then you can get pseudobulbar palsy. Okay. So, your gag's not working. <laughs> don't laugh at that. <laughs> Phil. Um, I thought that's why you were saying it. No. Sorry. Uh, so, you get these subcortical strokes. What does a subcortical stroke look like? An infarct. It's a subcortical area. Yeah. But like normally infarcts aren't subcortical, no. are they? Normally they're cortical. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. And you can get them in the grey nuclei as well. So your like basal ganglia Which and is, your thalamus. You can see in strokes. Yes, you can yeah, see in strokes. Yeah. Um Cadacil again is key feature about it. It's symmetric. So both sides. Yeah. Um and you get T2 long, mm-hmm. so T2 bright. Mm-hmm. Um and it can become confluent as the disease progresses. Okay. The key areas it's going to be yeah. anterior temporal lobe oh, okay. and the paramedian frontal lobe. Okay. They're highly sensitive and specific, the cadacil. There you go. Real nice. So it's like the opposite of prez. Yeah. Prez is at the back, cadacil is at the front, both yeah. symmetrical. Yeah. And it's really especially associated with the clinical history of migraine. Okay. That's the like. And, um, does it say anything about like ages? No. Doesn't, no. Okay. That's interesting though. Like I wonder when I've it got presents. A feeling it's probably youngish compared to like Yeah, well like all the autosomal yeah, dominant things are. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh that's it for Cadacil. That's all I want to tell you about. Great. Um any other vascular, vascular causes of white matter disease you can think of? Nope. I wouldn't be able to guess these. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one is um, like the vasculitides causing a vasculitis. Yeah. Uh, so CNS vasculitis is a group of vascular inflammatory disorders that primarily affects the small vessels, in particular the leptomeningeal and small parenchymal vessels. That's important for where you see it. Yeah. Um, 
vasculitis etiologies, so like lupus, polyarthritis, yeah, nodosa, yeah. giant cell arthritis, and Sjögren's can cause them. Um, so on MRI, you get these small focal areas of T2 bright mm-hmm. in the subcortical and deep white matter. The appearances can be similar to MS, but because it's a vasculitis, you can get bits of hemorrhage that you'll see on the um, SWI or the gradient echo, uh, and you don't get hemorrhage in MS. That's how you differentiate it. Um, The diagnostic test for this is not an MRI. What might it be if it's a vasculitis? Some kind of blood test? No. Uh, Imaging, I mean. Oh, imaging. Um, CT? Uh, so vascular imaging. So CT angio, angio. catheter angio, um, more sensitive than MR angio. So they have um, a beaded, irregular appearance to okay. the cerebral vessels. Okay. So you get like weird vessels, basically. Okay. Um, and then the fourth in my vascular mm-hmm. things I want to tell you about is microangiopathy. Okay. Um, which is age-related chronic axonal loss, gliosis, and ischemic change. Gliosis, ischemic change, and? Axonal loss. Okay. Um, I think this is what, you know how we say, like, non-specific white matter changes yeah. for every MR head? Yeah. I think this is it, yeah. yeah. Um, so it involves up to 80% of elderly individuals. Microangiopathy never involves the corpus callosum. If there is corpus callosum involvement, you should think about an alternative diagnosis like okay. MS or a cancer. Okay. Um, and then there's something that I think is hilarious, and I don't know why I think it's so funny, but there's something, there's a disease mm-hmm. that represents the combination of dementia and severe microangiopathy. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have assumed that that was vascular dementia, and I think it is vascular dementia, but it's also got a funny name I've never heard of called Binswanger. Binswanger disease, it's dementia and severe microangiopathy. I think it's the same as vascular dementia. Should I try and... If you like. I'm um, currently looking at vasculitis stuff. I wanted to see the bleeding stuff. I think it is exactly that. See all the blobs. Yeah. yeah. Happy? Yep. Yeah. Um, so this microangiopathy plus vasculitis. No, microangiopathy plus dementia. It's called? Binswanger. One word? Or... Yeah, one word. Mm-hmm. And I think I suspect mm-hmm. that, that it's just a fancy word for vascular dementia. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Happy? Yeah. So that is everything for our vascular causes. Is a small vessel vascular dementia caused by damage to white brain matter? White. Brain matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Too much fine. <laughs> uh, so that's our vascular causes. Yeah. Done. Remind me what they are. Um, my favourite, and then it's alternate. I think you're my favourite. Yeah. A press, cadicil, yeah. um, vasculitis, microangiopathy. Real nice. Okay, perfect. Moving on to our fourth category of white matter disease, viral. And I think this is kind of wild. These are the ones that freak me out when I hear their names. I'm like, I don't know any neuro, I hate it. So I think it's good that we're going over them. 
The first viral one I want to talk to you about is progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy, PML. Yeah. Terrifying. Do you know anything about it? Well, it was mentioned recently. Was it? In one of, no, when I was sitting like for two seconds with ND. Yeah. Like as a differential. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. Um, so, PML, and actually, I think from reading this, I think it's actually quite simple. Yeah. So we don't need to be scared of it. Like, speak about it quite a lot. Yeah. So it occurs most commonly in AIDS patients. Yes, so I've seen a case. It's AIDS-defining illness. Yes. But it can occur in anyone that is severely immunosuppressed, so malignancy, post-organ transplant, or if they've got horrible autoimmune so disorders. The interesting thing about this, yeah. to interrupt, is that we usually don't see it anymore because HIV or whatever is treated so well mm. or whatever. But what they were saying is that because of COVID, perhaps you know, people are presenting with symptoms later or whatever, so we might start seeing this a bit more. Huh! That's cool. Um, so, it's in immunocompromised patients, yeah. and it's caused by a reactivation of the JC virus. Yes, 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 I saw a case. They expected me to know, and I was like, no! I thought, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And diagnosis is made by PCR for the JC virus DNA in CSF. So lump puncture for JC virus. Um, um, What happens is there's a progressive demyelination and there's a lack of any inflammatory response because they're so severely immunocompromised. Um, So as I said, it's an AIDS-defining illness, but you can see it in any immunosuppressed patient. Mm -hmm. Malignancy, post-organ transplant or with autoimmune disorders. But I think what's quite an interesting thing is that, um, so you know some patients with MS get Tysarabi, which yeah, um, no, no, is Natalizumab. Yeah. Say it again, what's it called? I thought it was Tysarabi. Is it? I, think I don't know why I'm calling it Tysarabi. I've never heard it said yeah. out loud. Um, uh, which is Natalizumab, if yeah. you see it in a question. Yeah. But one in 1,000 patients who are treated with that get a superimposed PML, okay. which That's I think fine. is terrifying. If you've got MS and you're being treated with this like horrible biologic drug and that gives you a um, yeah. progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy I think and I don't think one in 1000 is that rare either to me that's not that small mm-hmm. anyway um and it's difficult to distinguish between the two that's when you get the lumbar puncture so MRI of PML you get asymmetric multifocal white matter lesions yeah. that can become confluent they typically involve the subcortical u-fibers real yes. nice um normally they don't have any mass effect or enhancement yeah. um so annoying i wish i'd saved this case yeah that is annoying we can ask to show us one i'm sure he he's got one it, saved yeah. um and if the patient is like an hiv patient what's the top differential you see PML. So you might think they've got some kind of um, CNS infection? No. Mm, no. no. Lymphoma? No. Um, you might think they've got an HIV encephalitis. Okay. Uh, the differences are, so PML, asymmetric, involving the subcortical white matter, and they don't get any atrophy. Whereas HIV encephalitis, you get diffuse bilateral involvement, sparing of the subcortical u fibers and you get cerebral atrophy i feel like that's 
I'm telling you now, you're looking blankly at me, but I feel like well, that's no, important. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's normal, but what confuses me is that that often confused with them, but then they've given us quite clear differences. So yeah. I'm just like, well, obviously there's differences. It obviously doesn't always follow those rules. So yeah, sure. Confusing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you know what you mean? <laughs> I guess you see white matter weird stuff in a patient that you know has HIV. severe HIV. HIV. You want to rule out um, PML and HIV encephalitis, but, and that's how you do it, yeah. I guess. There is one other... Uh, Viral viral associated white matter disease any thoughts this is another one that i find terrifying when people say it out loud okay don't tell me yet okay uh measles reactivation of measles so it's subacute sclerosing pan encephalitis um and it's a demyelinating disease caused by reactivation of measles virus after a long latent period. Terrifying. Okay. And we're going to see more of it because we're the generation that didn't have the stupid MMR. I think I didn't know. Oh, because our mothers are sensible, yeah. but oh. it's our generation that bloody Wakefield was oh, yeah. causing okay. chaos for. Um, imaging shows periventricular white matter lesions. But in distinction to the other white matter entities, SSPE lesions tend to have surrounding edema and mass effect. So I feel like that could be quite confusing. SSPE against something sclerosing. Subacute sclerosing panencephalitis. That's all I've got for viral. Say that again, though. Which one? The location. Um, so subacute sclerosing panencephalitis periventricular white matter lesions mm -hmm. the thing about them in contrast to essentially all our other white matter lesions is that they might have surrounding edema and mass effect okay. so that is, yeah, yeah. um what time are we on can i move on to post viral so. oh yeah we've got loads of time post viral white matter disease oh, I know one. tell me Aiden. yeah that's the only one i've got okay. <laughs> tell me that's all i'm doing oh righty um, viral. <laughs> adults, kids. Oh, you're asking me, so maybe kids? Kids, exactly. Um, <laughs> and who, which kids get it? Kids who just had a virus. Mm -hmm. Or just had topically. Think about what's going on at the moment. COVID? No. Oh. <laughs> Although probably, who knows? Vaccinations. Oh, yeah. It's one of the like big worries that anti-vaxxers have yeah. they're like but what about acute yeah. disseminated encephalomyelitis and it's like oh shut up i hate you i'm um, sorry if you're an anti-vaxxer listening please stop listening i'm not an anti-vaxxer uh so acute disseminated encephalomyelitis it is a monophasic demyelinating disorder so it happens once is that what it means yes yeah. By telling you it's monophasic, what am I telling you it's not? And what is its main differential? MS? Yes, exactly. Um, the majority of patients will make a full recovery, which I think is nice, but a minority have a permanent neurological sequelae. Okay. Um, imaging findings can be identical to MS. Okay. And occasionally, cases of presumed ADEM, so acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, uh, will be reclassified as MS when they have another scan and there are time new space. lesions, exactly, yeah. time and space. 
Um, so similar to MS, ADEM can involve the brain, brainstem or spinal cord. Mm -hmm. Optic neuritis, spinal cord involvement, uh, common. And there's a variant of ADEM. It's called the Hurst variant. Okay. Um, you know, I've got a horrible way of remembering that. You know, uh, like a hearse is what you go to the a coffin yeah, exactly yeah. so it's actually hearst with yeah. a t Which but hearst oh mm, horrid <laughs> uh hearst variant is also called acute hemorrhagic leukoencephalitis is a rapidly fulminant form of adem that leads to death within days it's not the one you want no. um oh that's clever hearst yeah like you're that. gonna die yeah um Imaging, <laughs> that's awful because it's kids. Um, imaging of the Hearst variant shows multifocal T2 prolongation, so T2 bright, and associated white matter hemorrhage. And so it's the hemorrhage, really. It's the hemorrhage, it's like your yeah, yeah. white matter's just bleeding. It's not ideal, is it? That's all I've got for post viral, Great. thankfully. And next? And next, I've got iatrogenic. Can you think of any iatrogenic white matter disease? So we cause it. Yeah. So is it drugs mm -hmm. related? Or? Or? If I was to put my head in a microwave, I might get this. Radiotherapy. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about radiation related. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of like phases of radiation damage. Okay. Um, you can get a small vessel arteritis, okay. secondary to uh, like ischemia caused by the radiation. Okay. Um, you can get an acute phase during radiation therapy, uh, and that's um, you've damaged the endothelium, so you get some edema. It's yeah. actually of no clinical significance. They tell you to like man up and keep doing your radiation yeah. therapy. Yeah. Um, but then you can get an early delayed phase and a late delayed phase. Okay. The early delayed phase is like weeks to months after treatment, um, and that's thought to be demyelination, and you get T2 prolongation, prolongation so T2 bright. Mm -hmm. And then the late delayed phase is months to years okay. after radiation. Um, and it's white matter injury or a focal radiation necrosis. Okay. You get mass effect, edema and enhancement. So radiation necrosis should be considered in the differential of a ring enhancing lesion like mass. In a patient that's had radiotherapy. In a patient that's had radiotherapy. Okay. Exactly. Um, interesting facts that it's got here do you know any other complications not white matter yeah. but other complications of brain radiation um loss of brain tissue no uh bleeding no these are weird ones so you can get development of meningiomas interesting fact i think i have heard that you can get capillary telangiectasias, one of our favourites. Um, you can get cavernous, like cavernoma formations. Okay. Um, and you can get moya moya disease, okay. which I'll tell you about another day. Yes. <laughs> when we do that, the vascular yes. one. Um, That's weird. It's weird, isn't it? The meningiomas thing. I was like, what? I think I have heard that. It's very interesting to me. There's one other iatrogenic cause of white matter disease so it's not radiation it's chemo chemotherapy um and that can cause like either a focal just one bit multi multifocal or even diffuse and are they drugs for brain tumors or could they be for any doesn't say, doesn't say. yeah 
I guess they use different chemos for yeah, that's why I was different. Yeah, um, so it can be multifocal, like just focal, multifocal, or even diffuse white matter disease. Okay. Um, and then if you put the two together, radiation and chemo, yeah, you're more likely to get horrible white matter weird stuff. Um, that is it for those ones. I've got one more category, which is peds. Yeah, we've got time. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Tell me. Um, oh yeah, so under peds, leukodystrophy, we're going to talk about four. Yeah types and we're going to divide them into two groups those yep. that spare the cortical subcortical u fibers and those that don't so we'll st start with the ones that spare the cortical u fibers and that's x-linked adrenoleukodystrophy and we remember that by the p's mm -hmm. um in terms of it, where it's located so you think like posteriorly um and then you think in the splenium <laughs> closer. Yeah. Um, and I think it's in some other areas. But yeah. It's not coming to me now. Um, and who gets it? Children. Which children? Only half the children get it. Uh, female. Males. Sorry. Males. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, and I think that's what I have for that one. Yeah, lovely. Um, but I think with that one, you might have a differential of other things. Um, the main thing is to say is that you see the sparing of the cortical fibres if it's in the posterior areas and the P areas, and then in an exam, you give a short differential and just say it's a vast neurogenicity, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. If we come back to listen to this... Um in months and months mm -hmm. is just to remind ourselves that we're taking a lot of this from the songs for frcr um podcast yeah. so go back and listen to that yeah. as well uh, i don't have whether they're you fiber sparing or not okay. on this page so, so i'm relying on you to okay, be remembering so the next that. Sparing yeah one yeah metachromatic yeah dystrophy yeah um, and and love, I can't describe this. yeah if you think about uh color a chromatic color yeah think about a colorful butterfly yeah so it's like a butterfly lesion so um bilateral crosses the midline um spares the subcortical u fibers um and again i think that's all i have so i remember two other things um so she talks about how it's like a beautiful butterfly and that um she then talks about how it's like two other animals so i think about it as like metachromatic like oh, all yeah. the colors of the rainbow are the animals of the arc um so you've got beautiful butterfly that on axials looks like a pretty oh, tiger yes so and that's because you have these like sparing of like perivascular areas or Yes, so yes. dark spots or stripes within the T2 bright demyelinated periventricular white matter. Mm. Um, but then on sagittals, she says it looks like a leopard because you get the, the spots. Yeah, spots. But in so sagittals, it's like a tiger. Yeah. On sagittals, it's like, it's like a, a leopard. Spot. So it's a beautiful butterfly that's a tiger and a leopard. Love it. So Great. tell me about another one. So the next two are the ones that don't have sparing. Okay. Um, so called U fibers, yeah. and they are Alexander disease. Yeah. Um, I think this is the one where it's um, related to lack of an enzyme called like NAA something. Yeah. And so you get accumulation of NAA in mm -hmm. the brain, mm -hmm. and that's what causes the mm -hmm. like demyelination. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I think that's the next one. Canavans. So I don't have anything here in this book other than Alexander's has a big head. Yeah. And has frontal white matter involvement. Yeah. Okay. That's all I've got for okay. you. Okay. That's perfect. And then the next Canavan. one, Canavans. Um, is one that has NAA deficiency. NAA deficiency. And because they've got this like NAA deficiency, I think of that as like, you're giving me a reason why things are going wrong, mm -hmm. which means that like all of the brain's going to go wrong. So it's diffuse bilateral everywhere yeah. and it involves the cortical U fibers. Okay. Everything's wrong. NAA. Nah, nah. your brain's not going to work. Canavans nah. <laughs> has NAA. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, perfect. That's all I've got about them here. Okay. There is more. There's more there on that radiology um, songs for FRCR podcast. So perhaps we could revisit this in like a pop quiz at some point. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have questions on it. Uh, that's it. So to remind you, while you're checking how long we've got left, um, whoop, we've got one minute. So the white matter disease categories. Yes. We've got idiopathic autoimmune inflammatory. Within that, we've got MS. We've got concentric ballosclerosis Marburg's. And then our, se our second one is Devix, also known as neuromyelitis optica. I think I said that right. Yeah, yeah. Um, viral things. Oh, no, no, sorry. Toxic metabolic. We've got osmotic demyelination. We've got Machia Fava, big namey. We've got Vernicas. Um, ah! uh, vascular, we've got Prez, Cadacil, vasculitis and microangiopathy. Yeah. Um, viral, we've got PML and SSPE. Post-viral, we've got ADEM. Iatrogenic, we've got radiation and chemo. Kids, we've got uh, X-linked adrenoleukodystrophy. We've got metachromatic something something leukodystrophy. Yeah. We've got uh, Alexander's and we've got Canavans. Great. Kind regards. <gasps> Beautiful. Quick.